Four score and seven years ago, our forefathers distilled a new nation and brought forth bourbon, the water of life. So grab a glass and join Paul, AJ, and JC on another episode of Bourbon with Friends. Hello and welcome again to another episode of Bourbon with Friends. Today we have a very special guest with us. Um, you probably recognize him from some of his roles in Preacher, Outlander, The Hobbit, or more recently, Men in Kilts, actor, author, and superior athlete, Sam Hewen, Mr. Graham McTavish. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. I'm glad that you mentioned the most important thing last. Exactly. <laughs> you got the best for last. Yeah. You, are, you are in that and you got to revel in your victory on the show. Oh, believe me. I, I mean, I am not generally given to those kind of displays of complete, you know, um, cheering myself on and getting very caught up with myself. But he had he had been so sure, so <laughs> sure that he was going to be. You had I mean, to. I mean, literally every day. Are you ready to get wet, mate? You ready to- <laughs> <laughs> oh, OK. I mean, he played. He told me he would played a semi-professional at golf and beaten them. And I thought, oh, no chance. I have no chance. And then when I hit that ball further than him at St. Andrews, oh, it was a religious experience. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so, so, okay, so here's the question. On the scale of life events, how gratifying was it to see his naked ass run into the North Atlantic then? Oh, yeah, it was pretty good. And and I couldn't have picked a better day for it either. It was, I mean, we had really great weather. You may have noticed that. Yeah, yeah. It was beautiful sunshine, blue skies, And then when it came, it was almost as if God himself, (laughs) we're going to really make Sam suffer. And it was freezing, like freezing cold. Uh, That was the same day that we actually shot the surfing sequence. Okay. Okay. And it was freezing. Uh, We had a wind blowing into the shore. Oh, wow. Horizontal rain. It was, and I just thought, yes. Perfect Scottish weather. Yes. Perfect Scottish roller. <laughs> that was about the way it was when I actually, because I've been to St. Andrews. I didn't play, but I actually I visited, and the weather was about as bad as when Sam jumped in the Atlantic. So that, that makes that whole scene so much better, though. That you're like everything was on my side to make it exactly. <laughs> and then the hand of God came down and said, "Here's a little help." He <laughs> took ball and just carried it that little bit further than Sam. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you would have been actually living in Outlander times, you might have raised an army and tried to overthrow the king because you would have thought God was on your side. That's that's right. I would have probably had to banish him from the clan, <laughs> just for sheer weakness. Well, well, the best part was watching that. I was like, "That's not a short beach. Like he's still running." Oh, and that, was, that was the other great thing. The tide was out. It was, it was so far. I mean, he was practically at the at the American Eastern Seaboard by the time. He got into the- Oh God, that's uh, that's hilarious. Well, thank you again for joining us. We really appreciate it. Um, we are big fans, obviously. Yes. Um, we've followed a lot of your work. Um, we've been to a lot of places you've shot. Um, and so this is just a big honor for us. And just we want to let you know just up front how grateful you are that that you came on and, and how you. we appreciate it. So mm-hmm. let's drink a little whiskey and talk about it. So first question, obviously, we we ask this for everyone. What uh, besides the fact that you're Scottish, right? What got you into whiskey? Like, do you- well, it would be. I mean, I think probably like a lot of Scots people, uh, it's your father, really. Um, just yeah, uh, they, it's it's sort of it's not exactly a rite of passage, but they they 
whiskey is viewed differently in Scotland to other alcohol. It's not really seen as um, uh, like you know you in, in Scotland you wouldn't be encouraging your children to drink wine, for instance, or or even beer. Not so much, but whiskey. It's like um, whiskey is is about uh, a bonding experience between people. I think. Okay, so it's um, almost like Kentucky and bourbon. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, I've had, I've enjoyed many uh, an evening with a good American friend of mine who's a great bourbon connoisseur, and, um, uh, and yeah, and I really I appreciate it a lot. And but it is there is something special about that. I mean, it's called well in in Gaelic, it's called the the water of life yeah. whiskey, and you know you don't say that about beer, right? No. Yeah. The English yeah. might, but they would be wrong. <laughs> but it, it's. It, it, it's there's something unique about these. Yeah. So, so we got this. This is one of the ones that uh, we heard was one of your favorites. Glenfarclas. Yeah, yes. twenty five. We have not had this. Uh, can you say that again? Glenfarclas. Okay, I've been saying it, I've been saying it wrong. There we go. <laughs> no, much better when you say it. It is. Um, I have to actually tell you that that particular whiskey uh, constituted part of the evening that Sam myself. Duncan Lacroix from Outlander, Tobias, mm-hmm. and two of the producers, and Katrina had at my flat in Edinburgh, which I actually refer to in the book Clanlands. And right. um, it was a it was a night of utter utter horror. Really, it was, <laughs> I mean, the whiskey was great, but we we had uh, I guess we were doing we were doing a, a whiskey tasting. That was the idea. Okay, we were just going to taste it, and then we were going to text about it. And uh, we went for a Japanese meal first, and we okay. we, start, we 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 drank quite a lot of sake. Oh boy! And then we got back to my flat, and then began on the whiskey. By the end of the evening, out of the five bottles, there was a tiny bit left in one and a tiny bit left in the other. Sam took that with him. Uh, Duncan fell through my coffee table. <laughs> um, he actually collapsed through my coffee table. I had to carry him to bed. Um, and uh, he was getting picked up four hours later to do a read through for the next block of Outlander. Oh boy! <laughs> oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah, it was terrible. Him, Katrina, Sam were so wretched at that read through. They were. Uh, I think actually Duncan was crying at one point. <laughs> he was in so much pain. It was. That's that's no reflection on this beautiful whiskey. Just no, it's delicious on the amount that it was consumed. So, so what's really interesting for us, we can drink bourbon almost like it's water for us. Like it, it doesn't do a ton. We can, we can drink obviously between the three of us, we could drink a bottle of uh, and a half and the next day, wake up at seven 30, go to work and function. We no might problem. be a little tired cause we were up till two 30, but scotch, if we drink a bottle of scotch the next day, we feel it. And we think really? that it's, it weighs peak. heavier. I can this has been that. a tested theory too. Yeah. We've tested this theory. several. Now times. it has been on only lo- like Lagavulin and 16 and Lafloric 10. More, I- more Islas than. Yeah. I have to try this. Cause this is a space. <laughs> space side. Yeah. Well, um, interesting. You should say that as part of the research that I was doing for the book and, and, and the show, uh, many kilts. Um, I, I found out that it was common for a Highlander, a group of Highlanders, uh, or a single Highlander, to drink four quarts of whiskey a day. A day. Cheers. <laughs> and this was cask strength, you know, like <laughs> massive levels. 
And they would play drinking games with visiting Englishmen that would arrive. And periodically, they would just sit them down and say, oh, do you fancy a whiskey? Fancy a whiskey? Because they'd make it themselves, of course. I mean, right. they'd oh, yeah. a local shop or anything. And they had this still, and they would make their whiskey. And it would vary according to the clans and everything, like different tastes and all the rest right. of it. And they would give it to these English guys. And they, some of them would, would become seriously ill. <laughs> I mean, there was a report of one guy's skin like falling off <laughs> uh, like developing this appalling gout and um, flu like not being able to get out of bed just from one night of drinking with these guys and trying to keep up they can't yeah we've done that it sounds like when the guys bring a group a new group of friends around they just like out drink them and then these people are like crawling out the door one of our fans actually came down from pennsylvania for a long weekend so we took them around and uh they're like oh don't worry we can we do it because we tell everybody don't drink like don't keep up with us like we we we're used to this we have tolerance don't they did and at about 11, they looked like they were going to die. And her, her handle was Mama Drinks Whiskey. And she changed it when she left the Mama Drank Whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> no more after that. Yes. Yeah. Wow. That's, gosh. Now, I, I, Sam, Sam definitely, I am the lightweight next to Sam. Sam has a much greater tolerance for it. You know, we, we had that whiskey tasting when we were doing the show at one point at nine in the morning. And we drank six cask strength. Okay, that'll, that'll do it. That'll, that'll get you. Yeah, oh, I was I was all over the place. Sam Sam just seems to go, you know, just a little kind of dreamy. You know, he's not he doesn't exhibit obvious signs of being drunk. He's just like mm, smile. <laughs> <laughs> he's just happy and friendly. Yeah, whereas I a glow, just, little buzz. Like, something has shat in my head. <laughs> Go go immediately to the bathroom, but um, <laughs> no, he, he, he is he, yeah he's never far from a whiskey. So. Were you guys friends before the show, or did you meet there? No, just... I'd never I'd never met him. No, no. So no. it's like meeting your brother that you never knew. Then you guys seem to have a really good relationship. Yeah, I mean, y'all seem very or close, nemesis. like just naturally. Or my torturer in chief. Yes. There you go. Um, I, I don't know. He was the one running into the <laughs> the ocean. Yeah, that's true. We were winning that one. That's true. That's true. No, no, no. Um, he uh, he and I met in 2013. Um, we met uh, at the, it was like what they call a chemistry read. Okay. Uh, and so yeah. I was there to read um, the Dougal character with Sam. Sam had already been cast as Jamie. Um, and he was, you know, Sam is, Sam is exactly as he appears. He's a really warm, fun, you know, uh, I've never, I've never seen Sam lose his temper. I don't think I have. He's very even-tempered. That's cool. Um, he is. He is. I mean, I'm much more given to kind of not losing my temper so much as just getting really grumpy. And, <laughs> he, and, and he loves that, of course. Uh, but he, I, I instantly liked him. I knew that I would get on with him. I had no idea, of course that that person that I met, I would be going on like camper van holidays with. It's just, it's one of those moments in life that you can never possibly imagine. Oh yeah. You know, oh, you're going to go on a camper van holiday with him like twice. And you're going to let him drive. And I'm going to let, well, that, but the only reason I let him drive was because I was so hungover from the night. (laughs) 
It's true. We we before we started filming the first load of filming that we did, which constitutes a little bit of the show, but a lot of the book. Right. Um, Duncan joined us, and Duncan Duncan is another one who has a prodigious tolerance for drink. Um, him and his Irish friend arrived, and they'd already been hard at it most of the day. And then I made the mistake of staying up late with them. And the next morning, as we were walking to the camper, I just felt terrible. And I said, listen, you know, do you want to drive? And he went, yeah, yeah, no problem. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, I mean, you could literally say anything to Sam, and he would say no problem. You know, consequences for Sam are just fun things that haven't happened yet. One it's, of us. One of us. Yeah, so he gets in the van, and of course it would be um, fair to, of me to assume that he knew what he was doing, um, getting into a camper van. He hadn't driven a stick shift uh, vehicle for 10 years. Oh, Lord. Um, he'd never driven a vehicle of that size. He also had a history of accidents in other cars, I know I knew none of this when he got into the to the van. So then, you know, the scree- the screeching gears, the grinding of the gearbox, the 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 jumping. I mean, it was yeah, terrifying. Oh, you can tell a little bit on the show that he's not very fluid with shifting gears. Oh, Which sounds like in your current state made you feel even better. <laughs> <laughs> now, I mean, I think my fear just took over from my hangover. That was <laughs> superseded it but, so, but you're uh, here and you and you and you survived so that's yeah uh, um so uh, we had a couple fans that submitted questions that they wanted to ask if that's okay and yeah. and and it's nothing too crazy um <laughs> this is actually really good beth uh her name is beam girl on instagram if you could enjoy a dram of whiskey anywhere in the world where would it be and what would you drink oh well i tell you what um, something that I did do that sort of calls that to mind is uh, when the millennium happened, you know, December 31st, 1999, mm-hmm. I'd always promised myself that I wasn't going to be surrounded by hundreds of people. I'd done that in my 20s. And I wanted to be not alone, but just with a couple of people on a beach in the north of Scotland. Awesome. Uh, uh, when when it happened so there wasn't like you know fireworks going off right. it was just a moment of real kind of connection with the natural environment around me right. yep. with with whiskey and uh, that is indeed what i did so and it was amazing it was it was really beautiful actually and and uh fortunately fortunately i i hadn't factored weather in but fortunately the weather was good because <laughs> it could have been awful yeah uh, could have been Bloody cold, but it was really great. So I think, Beth, that is what I would do again. That's awesome. And what uh, what what bottle did you pick to take with you? Now, that would have been, I was going through my Highland Park phase. Okay. Um, yeah. I still love Highland Park, actually, as a, as a, as a malt whiskey. Um, so I took, I think it was a, a, at that point, like a 12-year-old Highland Park. It was something like okay. that. Okay. There you go. Yeah, so so I, I were the Northern Lights out by chance, or were you not that part? No, no, sadly not. Gotcha. I haven't seen them once in my life. I, I've been to uh, to Isle of Skye, and right. I got to experience basically three out of the four seasons in one day. So I know what you're you're saying. Um, it, it's crazy. Um, Tracy, who runs actually a really big Outlander page, we connected on there. Her name it's Outlander obsessed. Said, what is the coolest thing you have ever got to keep from a set? Mm. 
Well, besides um, Sam's dignity. I think besides, besides Sam's dignity. Sam's dignity. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think uh, it's difficult. I've 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 been lucky and, and had a few things from sets. Uh, I I kept my uh, Spurs from Preacher. Okay, uh, I just loved those. <clears throat> That's what they made. I, I loved those and the guns and um, the holster. And you know, yeah, the pretty much the entire costume. The uh, so the whole costume, I got you. The whole costume, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I guess, um, but really, the one that got to me the most was when we did the Hobbit, and um, and they presented us all at the end with our weapons from the film. Well, that's awesome. Um, and so you know, they brought out my axes, Dwalin's axes, and and that was really. Um, that was really special. I um, I have those at home, and um, and that was that was a kind of an official presentation. The sort of unofficial stuff. Uh, one of the other uh, dwarves, um, who shall remain nameless, Jed Brophy. Uh, <laughs> we were in Smaug's lair in The Hobbit, and right. uh, it was filled with these gold coins, and he just started stealing them, and. Uh, <laughs> He would put them in his boots, like any good dwarf would, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. He would he would put them in his boots, right? And uh, in between takes, he would just like bend down and just uh, quietly just slide <laughs> some more in. And Peter Jackson actually came up to him at one point and said, um, "I'll do my best to do a Peter Jackson impersonation. It's quite difficult." But he, he came up and went, "Ah, look, Jed, Jed, uh, I know, I know you're stealing the coins. I know you're doing it. Um, as long as I don't see you do it." You can keep them. And he never, he never saw him do it. <laughs> he was very good, Jed. I ended up with, I think, 36 coins. Jed, he would split them. We would split them at the end of the day. I thought he was going to say, like, oh, I have, like, two coins. Yeah, he gave me. <laughs> so did it turn into a competition of who could get the most? Yes, and there was, there was, a, there was yeah, there was a, there was a, a, a sizable gap in Smaug's hoard. Um, from you know, we'd stolen a load of coins. That was fun. That was yeah, fun. Nice. Oh, if only Token had had seen that in the future, he could have been like, "All oh, the dwarves sneak in, they steal a bunch of gold, they come out, hire a bigger army, and then kill the damn dragon that way." <laughs> the end. That, exactly. It would have been a shit movie, but it would have been a funny, funny <laughs> book. <laughs> um, and then the last one that that we have from one of our fans is from Ariella. It's Influenski on Instagram. If you could pick a lady or a gentleman. Throughout history, to sit and have a dream with, who would it be? Wow, bloody hell! Um, gosh, that's so hard. Um, yeah, throughout history. Well, I am. I, I suppose I'm. I'm kind of on the one side. I'm drawn to my my real passions are. You know, I did English literature at school at uh, university. <laughs> um, so I'm I'm drawn and to that kind of literature side, but I'm also drawn to history. So uh, I, it would have to be, in both cases, uh, a historical figure. Um, I think female-wise, I've always been intrigued by, I don't know if you know about her, um, Queen Boudicca of the Echini tribe in Britain, who basically mm-hmm. took on the entire Roman army and uh, nearly, okay, nearly go, yeah. utterly destroyed them. I mean, she, she essentially um, what happened with her was the Romans uh, made the mistake of, of doing something really unpleasant to her kids, her daughters. And um, 
her revenge was basically to kill every Roman in this massive garrison and put yeah. their heads on spikes and then try and invade London. And I've always thought, what a woman. I mean, you imagine <laughs> sitting down with her. Yeah, I mean, A, she would almost certainly drink you under the table. Like, Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. And then hit you with the table. <laughs> <laughs> so she would be one. And historically, for a man... I mean, Shakespeare, I'm obviously, I'm very, I did, I've done lots of Shakespeare. I'd love to hang out with Shakespeare. He was probably a pretty, pretty big boozer, actually, when you think about it. There's no way you you lived through the 16th, 17th century without being drunk most of the time. I mean, you couldn't even drink the water. So they had to drink alcohol just to have liquor. There's no way you survived that without drinking a lot. No, no. So I think, yeah, Shakespeare and Boudicca, that would make an interesting evening. That that, that would... (laughs) So, so Sam would be the fourth most manly person in the room. Then I wouldn't even put him as fourth. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not even top four in the top in four people, right? You know, listen, he'd be really good at lifting the heavy things in the room. That would be that would be his real strength, and and he's very good at that. Just very good. It's hand to eye coordination that always lets him down. <laughs> <laughs> so, have you been to like Bourbon Country at all? Um, and and. Uh, let me think. Well, yes, I have. Uh, Bourbon country being Kentucky and Tennessee. Yes. Yep. yes. Uh, I have been, well, I did a play years ago about Vincent Van Gogh or Van Gogh, as you call him. Yep. In <laughs> and we toured it all over America. And we played in uh, Memphis and in Kentucky. I think we were in Louisville. Yep. Uh, we went there. <laughs> And we drove through the Blue Ridge Mountains all in that okay. area. So, yeah, and and um, I don't know if you know this, but I was told by this whiskey expert that the reason that hillbillies are called hillbillies is that um, the Scots, when they came to that part of the United States, and there's a, there was a huge Scottish influence in the yep. southern states of America, yep. um, they came and they were they were collectively known as Williams. Uh, after the king that they had um, come across, that, that's who was in charge when they left. Um, and when they were making their illicit whiskey, uh, if the government tax collectors would come, the customs men, they would take the stills into the hills to continue. And so they became known as hill billies. Sure. Oh, yep. Yeah. How do you not know that one? You're the history person of all this stuff. I am. I am. But that's uh, no, I mean, I never knew it until like, a year ago. I was going to say, I've never heard the the Scottish reference. I mean, I was actually born out in Eastern Kentucky where, you know, hillbillies come from and, and where you did Hodger still and everything there. And I yeah. love the comparisons when you really think about, like you were talking about the English came. Yeah. It made me think about a lot of the things when people come around and you're like, I've got this jar of shine. Like if you think <laughs> you can drink, I've got something for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I find, yeah, that the Scottish influence was very strong in in that neighborhood. And they'd come, a lot of them had come from uh, Scotland, uh, some of them willingly, but many of them had been literally forced onto boats, had their had their homes burnt down, and they had and they wanted to seek a new life. And, and they brought that life with them to, to the A lot south. of them ended up in Virginia and mo- kind of moved over toward Kentucky my, has a huge my, Irish and Scottish yeah. background. My mom's maiden name is Bean, which goes back to McBain. Which, oh, yeah. Um, right, right, right. So right. I actually know I traced a lot of my lineage back, and 
yeah. you know, stuff like that. So it's really cool to see the connection and yeah. the same way where I live now, you know, scotch and everything, they use old bourbon barrels to age their stuff. So, Correct. Correct. And I mean, when we, when together. We, we're very keen to do, if, if we do more men in kilts, one of, uh, one of the seasons we really want to, uh, take it to um, the South, uh, well, to to North Carolina, Kentucky, Tennessee, and everything, and see all of that sort of journey, that connection that was made, and what came out of it. Yeah, yeah. you knew you know That'd some people great. now in Kentucky. You can have some whiskey with. You need a tour guide. <laughs> we can help you out. You can have all of the bottles in here. You just drink. <laughs> all, you only see one wall. You don't even see that wall. Oh my God! Really? <laughs> yeah, and that, that goes further back. There's other rooms full, and there's a whole section over here. At, wow. JC wow. and I counted last end of last year when we had about 400 bottles between the two of us. My God. That's and, and that's every one cool. of them is different. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, so when we, we kind of, when we were talking back and forth, you know, I, you haven't had a whole lot of bourbon experience from what, from what you had said. No, um, no, I have not. Uh, I've always enjoyed it. As I, I think I told you, I um, mm-hmm. I was uh, I've got a bottle of the Angel's Envy yep. uh, that was actually given to me uh, from Preacher. It was a okay. bottle specifically designed for for, for Preacher. Oh, it's a perfect uh, bottle for that. They gave me that, yeah, and uh, and I really love I've loved drinking it. Actually, I feel a bit of a traitor actually because I often prefer that over over Scotch, which is a little bit of a heretical yeah. thing to do, but. Um, do we okay. need to cut that part out? No. <laughs> <laughs> it can never be known. That's Angel Envy yeah. is actually a bottle that when people who are big Scotch drinkers and they want to dive into the bourbon world, that's the first thing I tell them. Like, try the Angel Envy. It's got the port finish. It's got oh. some similar flavors that yeah. a Scotch is going to have with the finished barrels, and yeah. it's a real good in between between Scotch and bourbon. So it's a good bridge. Interesting. Yeah, because the finishes on them, like he said, the port, cherry. I mean, you get a lot of the same notes drinking the Farkless here. Yeah, you know? and that Springbank is the uh, same. Asian yeah, cherry. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Because Springbank does sherry and old bourbon barrels, too. Sure. So cool. You get those same notes. And like I said, the connection between Kentucky and Scotland, even though they're worlds apart, <laughs> It's actually really cool to see. It still came over here from somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, to be curious, I, we, we'd be curious to know what you think about some of the stuff that we sent you when you when you actually do try it. So, oh, I will. I'm I'm, I'm taking all of this uh, the, because what you've done very cleverly is that you've put the samples in small bottles that I can um, secrete about my luggage. Yep. Uh, that I'm going to be taking with me, and this is ideal. I'm really looking forward to. Yeah. So that you've got. Oh, look, only found in Edinburgh. Wow. Yep. Gosh. That's a, it's Brudar. It's like a, it's a, it's a, it's kind of like a liqueur. It's not a lot of alcohol, it, it, but it's made with honey and elderflower. It, it's close to a Drambuie, but it's a little bit different. So now I'm looking at one here. Hold on. So, yeah, okay. Oh, the Old Forester, Old Forester 1910, 93 proof. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's pretty strong, eh? Yes. <laughs> eh. That's yeah. actually pretty yeah. low for what so, we drink. So by alcohol, <laughs> well, volume by it's forty one point five half volume by alcohol. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, it's, we do things a little differently. You do yeah. alcohol by volume. We do proof. We do both, but yeah, we do proof more. So just divide by two. Yeah, that's, if you divide it by two, that's what the, what it is. 
Okay, and then there's the 100 proof E.H. Taylor single mm-hmm. barrel. So that's 50% alcohol by volume. Yeah. Okay, and then there's the 111.6 mm-hmm. Angel's Envy, the seller collection. Yep. So now we're getting up towards the 60. There you yeah. go, yeah. Kind of. So that one is a special one that Angel's Envy did, and it's finished in sherry casks. Wow. Uh, and it's a 10-year-old whiskey. <clears throat> I am really looking forward to that, actually. I, I really am. Um, uh, yeah, I'm going to not tell Hewan about any of it. <laughs> well, tell, tell him if y'all end up around our parts that y'all are more oh, yeah. than welcome and we'll, we'll help you out then. with whatever well, we get. I'll tell him all about it when the bottles are empty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Show, him the, Show him the empty bottle and be like, this was delicious. This is a great one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you smell the bottle. Right, exactly. <laughs> It'll smell great by the time he got to it. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually a trick we do. We leave the bo- the glass, something in a glass or a bottle when it's, it's empty, sit it out overnight, and you get all the real notes. It dries it's, out. It's a way for yeah. newer people who are into whiskey to really get flavor profiles. Wow. You get a different nose on it than you do if it's fresh in the glass. Yeah, and- the alcohol's evaporated at that point, so all you're getting is straight just the, the smells, the odors. Oh, yeah. wow. Fantastic. I can't wait. I'm usually not much of a scotch drinker, but this Glen Farkless, this Glen Farkless is delicious. You, you have a lot, caused, of, lot of chocolate, a lot of nut. I know. Like, I love that one. It's, it's really like chocolate covered cherry. Yeah, it's, it's like it's, it's it delicious. Is nice. Yeah, they keep trying to get me into scotch. And now it's like, I'm like, oh, okay, I like this. This what is a bottle like? I can go and buy and <laughs> drink by myself <laughs> and sip on when I want. We just need to know the cheaper bottles we can go buy. <laughs> you can show Sam like the bottle that uh, that Terry Bradshaw autographed for you and be like, you don't have one of these. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I'm Yes. Yeah, so I know. The podcast we did with him was funny. So Tom Brady, right, he has the most Super Bowls. His name is TB. And Terry had like a shot glass that has TB on it. And he said, I'm the original TV, not that pretty boy that wins all those Super Bowls. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it's funny. So, um, But Graham, we really appreciate you joining us. This has been a great time. Thank you so oh, much. For, so, we know you're busy. My pleasure. my pleasure. It's really nice to talk to you guys. And uh, and thank you so much for taking the trouble to send. send oh, these of course. Oh, yeah. Of course. Hope you enjoy it. Yeah, hope you enjoy um, it. Congratulations on, on The Witcher. Um, that's another oh. show we're all real big fans about. Huge yeah. fans. Um, yeah. So we're going to be really excited to see see you in that. Um, follow him on Instagram. Uh, Graham McTavish, read his book, Clan Lands. We, uh, we have just ordered it, so yeah, we're excited to get it'll it. It'll be here in a couple of um, days. It's going to be sure. here, so we're excited to read that. Um, and uh, safe travels back home, and uh, we wish you all the best. Thank you so much for, right. for joining Cheers. us. Cheers, guys. Thanks very much, indeed. And just remember, a bourbon with friends can change the world. Have a great one, everyone. As always, the bourbons highlighted on this podcast will feature in the show notes. Tune in next time for another episode of Bourbon with Friends.